The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let us come into the rest that you have provided and let us be refreshed in that rest. We know there's darkness all around us. We know there are challenges and difficulties all around. But we are grateful that in you we have rest and we can find rest. And in your rest, <laughs> we'll be fine. Even if we're in the midst of the storm, So let us hear your voice again this morning and grant us the boldness and the courage to release the sound of your voice in the midst of our chaos. Teach us, help us, strengthen us to speak to the mountain, to speak to the problem, to speak to the darkness, to speak to the emptiness. Just like you showed us in your word. So that we can rest and be refreshed. Because if all I say is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus that's the sound of heaven. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory be to God. Philippians chapter 4. Again, I'm going to give you so small things you can take home with you. Philippians 4, because of time, let's go to verse 6. Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for nothing. For anyone and everyone dealing with any anxiety issues this morning. In fact, God told me this service is for you. Ah, I'm about to start a new job. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. Be anxious for nothing. I just lost my job. I'm anxious. Be anxious for nothing. I'm moving to another city. I'm moving to another country. And I'm concerned. Be anxious for nothing. I seem to be stuck where I am. I can't even know what step to take. Pastor, be anxious for nothing. Anxiety is Satan's plan to choke you. Please hear me and hear me very well. So that what God is freely giving you, you will not be able to receive it. It's a temptation. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So it's important to know how to pray and it's important to know how to give thanks. We're not going to focus on that this morning, but that's obvious there. Verse 7. And we can put verse 6 and 7, the first part of verse, and verse, the first part of verse 6 and verse 7 together. Be anxious for nothing. And the peace of God. 
that surpasses all understanding. In other words, you can't complain, you can't explain it. How can we have this kind of turnaround in a matter of 24 hours? By speed. By the acceleration that God can give us. That man on whose arm the kingly said, even if God will open up the heavens, can this thing happen? My friend, if God opens up the heavens, you don't know what can happen. It's beyond your understanding. Say, so can this thing happen? Can that kind of speed happen? The prophet told him, you will see it, but you will not partake of it. May that never be anybody's portion here in Jesus' name. The peace of God, which is beyond any kind of human comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Please let me touch two or three people around you and please do this. Tell them God gives us rest. God gives us rest. Now pray for that neighbor. May you experience the rest. Anybody interested in financial rest? Particularly with the way the Naira and the dollar is doing. Are you interested in financial rest? Economic rest. Marital rest. Rest concerning your career. Rest concerning your family, your children. Rest in every area of your life. Rest concerning your health. I know the doctor may have given you a negative report. Hallelujah. But the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now watch this. Please watch what he said. He said it's going to guard your heart. It's not saying that because you have the peace of God, there will be no challenges. See, that's what the guidance is there for. He's not saying that. Remember the story in, I believe, is it Mark chapter 4? Where Jesus told the disciples, let's go on to the other side. And he was sleeping in the back of the boat on a pillow. And a storm came. And yet, Jesus was still sleeping. Why? The peace of God that passes on understanding was guarding. And when it guards your heart, it will guide you. Your heart and your mind in the midst of the storm. And when Jesus woke up, because he had embraced the peace, hallelujah, he knew what to do. And he knew that what needs to be done in this situation is to release the sound of heaven over this storm. And he knew which sound to make. And he spoke to the wind and the storm, peace, be still. And the storm calmed down. So that you have the peace of God is, doesn't mean you won't have challenges. In fact, what is teaching you in that if you are going to have challenges or you are going to be in a challenge, your best ally is not the United States government. It's good to have the USA as an ally, you. But there's something greater than the United States. Somebody shout the peace of God. The disciples did not embrace the peace of God. Perhaps they didn't know they had access to it. Maybe they were ignorant. Or maybe the enormity of the storm that faced them 
cause them to forget what they had. Sometimes it's that bad. I mean, you know you are born again. In fact, the pastor taught you on Sunday. He told you these things. But then on Tuesday, something came that hit you, blindsided you. And all of a sudden, you've forgotten who you are in Christ Jesus. Has somebody been there before? Can I get a witness? I want to think that was their situation. They had not seen that kind of storm before. There are storms and there are storms. So there are challenges and there are challenges. And of course, it intimidated them. And they didn't know how to respond. They thought they were going to die. So they went to wake him up. Master, master, carest not thou that we perish. And Jesus got up, he calmed the storm, dealt with the problem. I prophesy over everyone under the sound of my voice. Whatever the challenges or storms that are tempting you to be anxious, just like Jesus, you will overcome them this season in the name of Jesus. I said you will overcome them in the name of Jesus. You will know what to do. You will walk in the power to execute that knowledge. And you will come out on top in Jesus' name. That's why we are teaching these things. We know they could have gotten that result. Because after Jesus calmed the storm, he turned to them and said, Why are you of little faith? So it was a matter of... Please hear me and hear me very well. You know, he didn't tell them, how come you are ignorant and you didn't know what to do? They knew what to do. They probably just forgot. Because of the size of the challenge. I want to tell somebody here again this morning, however big your problem is, however terrible it looks, it's not bigger than your God. It's not stronger than your God. It's not richer than your God. I owe two trillion dollars. Welcome to the club. <laughs> America is the world number one debtor. They are still bossing everybody around. So debt shouldn't scare you if you know who you are. Hello? And what they are relying on is not the power of God. But how can you owe 30 trillion dollars? What, what does 30 trillion look like? I can see 1,000 naira. And I think through my account statements, I can see one million, hundred million, but it's beyond understanding. <laughs> but the, I mean, so why are you anxious because of your only two debts? I mean, sometimes it's good to use natural things to interpret spiritual things. They, they, owe, they owe money more than you. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Praise God. And it's not just the American nation, the American citizens, because all that debt is human beings that is on their credit card. But they don't act like they are below everybody because they know who they are. That blue passport, hallelujah, it gives them a level of confidence. Let this word of God give you a level of confidence. He told them, it's your faith. That means he had told them what to do. He had taught them what to do. They just did not use what he taught them. And again, I'm telling you what to do. I've been telling you what to do since we, this series. If you are born again, you have the spirit of God dwelling on your inside. Can I hear a loud Amen. And one of the first things, it's not the only thing, but one of the primary things you should be doing 
without passports that you carry, heavenly passports, heavenly citizen, is speaking by that spirit. Day and day and speaking, muttering. Said you will make your way prosperous. You will have good success if you will mutter my words in your mouth. Who can mutter with me this morning? Just speaking by the Spirit. Watch this, watch this. We're just going to speak. I'll give you another minute or two to speak. When they came to wake Jesus up, he didn't have to start speaking in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Holy Ghost. He knew already. Why? He had prayed before the storm came. You mutter before the problem shows up. That's why it has to be a lifestyle. Glory be to God. It's difficult to build your house in a storm. It's difficult to... It's not when the problem shows up that you're not... Ah, what am I to do? Sometimes it's too late. So they knew what to do. They had been taught what to do. They were expected to get that result. But just because of a lack of faith, a lack of confidence, they did not execute. But I love the apostles. Glory be to God. They learned from that mistake. Can you help me ask anybody, are you learning from your mistakes? Are you, are you learning? So Jesus came to his hometown. We could not hear many people, but he started teaching them. The next meetings he had, people got massive miracles. People got massive miracles after a while. The people that used to be familiar with him, after teaching them, those walls of resurrection came down. One day he came to Mary and Martha's house. I, I, I want to believe they were living in his city. And he raised up their dead brother. They could receive that kind of mega miracle. But there was a time he could not even heal them more than headache. But now they had been taught. Hallelujah. And they had accepted what they had been taught. The simplicity of what was taught them did not confuse them. I'm muttering. Ah, I can do that now. After all, I speak. I speak to my wife. I speak to my husband. I speak to my children. I even speak to people that I don't like. <laughs> Surely I can speak to God. And I can speak by his spirit. Yanga to setaya la bege de verekenda. E shataya la bereke do sataya la baba baba baba. Renge do satakataya la berekendo soto. Maya teke la vege de berege do sotopa. Angataya la feke do go sotopa yala baba 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 baba. Erege do go sotopa yala berekenda ba. 
Come on, somebody speak, speak, speak. It's, it's a matter of choice. No one forces us to do it. You can speak in the spirit one moment, speak in the understanding the next moment. It's so easy. It's your tongue, it's your mouth. But some things just happen when you know how to release the sound of heaven. Shanda gasata, reketo sata yala bagasa. Oh yala ba 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 shata yada. In the name of Jesus. Again, if that was a struggle, or you didn't know how to do that, or you lack the faith to do that, your solution is to go to King's Word Training Institute. Acts chapter 3, let's, let's talk about rest and refresh, our theme for today. Let me give you the theme for next Sunday, while we were worshipping, that came to my spirit. Next Sunday we are going to talk about speaking life. Speak life. For next level living, speak life. For next level living, know how to enter into rest and be refreshed. In that place of rest, then come back and face the world. No, you, you enter into rest. Hebrews chapter 4. I don't want to open that so much today because really I'm not teaching about the mechanics of entering into rest. It's just by speaking in the spirit. I just want to show you that rest is available when you speak in the spirit. That's my assignment for today. But in Hebrews chapter 4, Paul was trying to teach us the mistake the children of Israel made in the wilderness. That many of them died and perished in the wilderness. He said, let's learn from the example. And it's because by faith, please hear this very carefully. By faith, they could not, maybe we should look at it. Let me, Pastor Le, borrow me time, please. Help me ask Pastor 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 borrow Pastor T some time. So if service overshoots, don't persecute him. Come help me tell him because he used to give me some faces when I overshoot time. <laughs> or should I go, should we just continue with Acts chapter 3? Which, which one? Hebrews 4. This one is a detour. Should we quickly just detour to Hebrews 4? Should we just go back to what was on the schedule? This one may mean we stay in service a little longer. Let's try to be democratic. How many people are interested in Hebrews 4? Ah, Pastor Leia has raised his hand, don't worry. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4 verse 1. Please watch this. Watch this. It's talking to the church here. But he was using the example of the wilderness church under the Old Testament to teach. See, we do that a lot in church. I'm going to show you an Old Testament scripture to teach us what is available to us in the New Testament. Because everything we are now walking in today was prophesied under the old covenant. It's still the same God. God did not change. Only the covenant changed. Therefore, in fact, chapter 3, glory be to God. If you look at chapter 3, reading from verse 17, projection help us. We're just going to read, but follow the train of thought here. Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? He was referring to the wilderness church. He said God was angry with them. Or God was not pleased with them. Thank God Jesus has borne our own rot. 
So under the new covenant, there's no reason or God is not angry with us. We are God's children. And any time we have missed it or we have messed up, we can always run back to God and enjoy the forgiveness he's already provided for us. Can somebody say a loud amen to that? Who was he angry with for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? So because they fell out of God's favor, they died. They didn't have to die. That wasn't the plan of God. Why did they fall out of favor? Why did they die? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? See, God provided rest for them. Because of their misjiving, what I usually call rascality, they did not enter that rest. And unfortunately for them, resulted in death. Said God swore that they will not enter my. I have provided it for them. I want them to have it, but they will not enter it. So it says, so who he swore that they will not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey, obey them means believe or walk in faith, exercise their faith. Why are you afraid? Oh, you have little faith. In other words, Jesus said, Why didn't you obey what I taught you? I taught you what to do when storms come. Don't be anxious. Learn to sleep even in the midst of a storm. Why didn't you obey what I taught you? That's what Jesus was reading. It's the same thing that was happening here. What God told them, they did not believe it. There's a promised land. I'm taking you to the promised land. Ah, we can't go into the promised land. There are giants in the promised land. This is there. That is there. Joshua said, no, let's go at once. If God is for us, it doesn't matter the giants against us. Can somebody shout, if God be for me, who can be against me? So Joshua and Caleb had the obedient spirit, the faith spirit. The other spies did not. And unfortunately, they corrupted everybody. So who you are listening to and who you are following matters. So we see that they could not enter in, enter into what? Rest. Because of unbelief. Chapter 4 verse 1. We are continuing. When Paul wrote, he didn't write chapter 4. It's Bible translators that broke it down into chapters and verses. So he's still teaching the same thing. Therefore, since a promise remains to enter rest, be careful when you read the word promise in the New Testament. He's not telling you what God is going to do. Really, what promise of God means what God has made available to you that you can now enjoy by faith. So in a sense to us, it's a promise because we are not yet tasting it or experiencing it. But it's not that God saying, ah, Pastor T, I will give you rest in 2025. But between 2020, I mean, COVID came in when? And 2025, you have to survive on your own. If you can survive COVID for five years, the fear of COVID, and you make it to 2025, I promise you, you will have rest. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, before COVID showed up, I've given you rest. And you can enter that rest anytime you feel distressed or anxious. Pastor T, enter my rest and be refreshed in my rest. Then come out and face your world. In fact, don't face your world without being at rest. So every time something is making me anxious, I remember my promise. Again, what is promise? What God has made available for me that I can enjoy. 
That every time there's a thirst, we used this illustration last Sunday. Jesus said, if you are thirsty, you are thirsty of money, you are thirsty of peace, you are thirsty of joy, come and drink of my spirit out of your heart. Where my spirit resides will flow the life you need. We studied that in John chapter 7 last Sunday. Praise God. Since the promise of rest, of entering is rest, let us reverence. Fear there is not saying we are afraid that God is going to kill us like he killed them in the wilderness. No. Respect God. Reverence God. Lest any of you should seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word that they had did not profit them. Lift your hands this morning. I pray and I prophesy for you, over you, every word of faith and every word of truth that you are taught and you have had, it will bring profit into your life in the name of Jesus. What Joshua told them, what Caleb told them, what the word of God told them, what Moses told them, it didn't bring profit to them. Why? They did not mix it with faith. Back to Jesus and the disciples on the boat. Verse 3, for those of us who mix it with faith, who believe, who obey, what we are taught, we use it. In worship, we use it. On Monday, when things are seeming to rattle us, we use it. On Tuesday, when it looks like things are still not happening yet, we use it. Faith. When the storm arises, we use it. We are not saying there won't be storms. We are telling you this is what to do in the storm. You rest. And you must enter that rest as often as you need to enter it. We who have believed enter that rest. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6. I love this part. So, since therefore it remains that some must enter it. So it's something that is the promise of God are ever available every day. This week you need to enter rest. Can I talk to somebody? You, you will, when, when it shows up, when anxiety shows up, it will just trigger your senses. All right, I need to operate in the rest of God. I need to be calming down by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Acts chapter 3. Quickly, let me begin to wrap up now. Acts 3, verse 19. I want to look at the latter part of the verse. So th this is what God is doing for us. You see this, when Peter preached, they, what happened? Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost came upon the apostles. They spoke and they released the sound of heaven. And all kinds of things started being triggered. Then eventually Peter spoke and he preached in a way he was interpreting what they spoke. They were, they were like, hey, these people are drunk with wine. He said, no, they are not drunk with wine. Don't get it mixed up. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Nobody gets drunk at nine o'clock. <laughs> that was 2,000 years ago. <laughs> but you get the point. <laughs> I know some omutis. <laughs> It's as if it's no blood inside their system anymore. It's wine. <laughs> well, anyway, so it's just nine o'clock. <laughs> and he now interpreted what was said. That closed up. Then he, he came. The man at the beautiful gates 
they healed him. The flow was still continuing. And people were now, how come this man that has had this problem for 45 years? Talked about that man a beautiful bit on, on, on Wednesday. When, when God moves with speed over your life, 45 years may have gone by as if God has not done anything. But suddenly, hallelujah, I speak suddenly miracles over your life in the name of Jesus. I speak immediate miracles over your life in the name of Jesus. Don't worry about how long the problem has been. That same moment that Peter pulled him up, boom, he got healed. All this was flowing from the sound they released in Acts chapter 2. And Peter began to explain to them what was happening. And he now said this in verse 19. He told them, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. In other words, get born again. And when you get born again, something happens. The Holy Spirit relocates inside of you. And this is, please watch, this is what we are dealing with this morning. This is the armor. This is the key. Something is now available to you. Something is now available to you when you have repented and you have been converted and your sins have been forgiven. When you have this passport in the spirit. Hallelujah. What is now available? So that I'm born again, I've repented, I carry the Holy Ghost. So that because, or this is the reason, so that times of refreshing, hallelujah, may come to me from the presence of the Lord. I now carry that presence of the Lord. It's not just on Sunday service when Pastor T or HOP is in worship. It can happen when we are Sunday morning in worship. Why? Because we still carry the Holy Ghost on Sunday morning. I can now be refreshed. Hallelujah. Can somebody lift their hands where they are seated? Kedabushatai alabasha. Say with me, I receive times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Say it again, I receive refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Open your mouth and just mutter in the spirit one more time. Financial refreshing, marital refreshing, refreshing in every area of my life. From the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord. From the presence. Somebody receive it consciously this morning. From the presence of the Lord. 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 From the presence of the Lord, from the presence, from the presence. Praise God. So Peter told them, interpreting all that has been going on. Now salvation is available in Christ. And now that the Holy Ghost has come to dwell with us, we have an amazing benefit that can bring profit to our lives. Hallelujah. Refreshing from the presence of the Lord. 
Let me close with this. Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28. It doesn't get any clearer than this. Let's start from verse 9. So just get into the flow. Isaiah 28 from verse 9. Who will he teach knowledge? And quite honestly, that's what we have been doing today. And I told you the reason. We, we teach knowledge to break down whatever it is that is obstructing you from receiving. We, 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 Christianity is a receiving... It's a receiving relationship. Don't, don't ever feel burdened. Don't ever feel pressured. Don't ever feel God is taking things from you. Church is taking... Mm, if, if you are feeling that way, you need to calm down. And go and enter this rest I'm talking about. You are here to receive from God. He has done it all. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. We are just here to collect from him. So we teach and we share knowledge so that we can all receive. So who will God teach knowledge? And whom will he make to understand the message? Somebody say, I understand the message. I can't hear you. Say, I understand the message as I'm being taught the knowledge. May somebody receive that understanding afresh this morning. Those just weaned from the milk. We're going to start teaching you these things from babyhood. Remember that scripture we read in Isaiah 59 verse 21 a few weeks ago. He said, this is my covenant with you. My spirit that I have put upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth should not depart out of your mouth. You should be muttering by the spirit. And not just your own mouth, your children's mouth and your children's children's mouth. This is my covenant. This is how it works. So I'm going to teach knowledge. I'm going to teach this message even to babies and to those just drawn from the breast. We can start teaching our children. You will see in a moment to be speaking by the Spirit from a very long, young age. How much more those that are old. Verse 10. For, and this is how we teach and why we teach what we teach the way we are teaching it. Precept must be upon precept. Line upon line. We're going to give it to you in one beat after the other. You want next level, embrace the Holy Ghost. You want next level, understand the place of embracing a heavenly agenda. You want next level, hey, there's something called sacrifice. Except a seed goes to the ground and dies. It remains alone, but if it dies, it becomes much more. You want next level, walk in the newness of life. Line upon line, precept upon, don't rush everything to them one day. Give them one step at a time. Precept must be taught upon precept, precept upon precept. Line must be taught upon line. You open the scripture verse by verse, one by one, take it slow, line by line. Here a little, there a little. And this is the message he's really focusing on in this chapter. This is what he's telling you. Teach them from a very young age. Show them this knowledge. Give them this message. Do it line by line precept by precept, example by example, point by point so that nobody will have excuse why they don't know it so that when the storm comes it's not because you are not taught it's because you chose, you chose not to walk in faith why are you afraid? 
Did I not teach you precept by precept? Did I not show you the message? Did I not give it to you line by line? That's why he rebuked them that day. But again, I love them. They learned their lesson. See, all the, when you read the gospel accounts, you, you see those apostles making mistakes. The day they wanted to feed the 5,000, they were like, where are we going to get bread? Send them home, Jesus. So he did that miracle. The next chapter, he fed the 7,000. They were saying, can't you remember when I fed the 5,000? We don't need a bakery to feed them. We don't need money to feed them. If all I have is Jesus, <laughs> it's more than enough. Okay, they make the mistake. But when Jesus left by the book of Acts, they had learned. When they took over the world. Somebody say, that is me. I'm taking over my world. Hallelujah. Watch the message. For with stammering lips and another tongue. Please, this is the message we are sharing now. What is stammering lips? When your lips are, it's as if you are stammering. What is another tongue? Speaking in other tongues. You know when you are praying tongues, your, your lips are stammering. I, I love what he called it here. He called it the knowledge. Who will he teach knowledge? This is the foundational knowledge. And I've been emphasizing that a lot. This is the message. It is speaking with stammering lips and other tongue. God will speak to these people. And look at verse 12. Very, very important lesson you must know. What, 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 what's happening when I'm speaking in tongues? When I'm, I, I'm using this phrase a lot in this teaching, muttering by the Spirit. God told Joshua, take the book of the law, the laws of Moses, put it in your mouth and be muttering it day and night. We are not under the old covenant. We are not under Joshua's covenant. God replaced the law of Moses with his spirit in the new covenant. So when you see them instructing them to do something by the law, in the New Testament, we have to do it by the Spirit. So instead of you taking the law, and there's nothing wrong with doing what Joshua did, but you have an upgrade. Can I ask you a question? 2023 Mercedes-Benz 500 or 1956 Mercedes-Benz 500? Pick your choose. Now, someone may choose 1956. So me, I, I like antique things. I like classic. It's a choice. So if you want to be muttering the law, you have just picked an inferior version. But sir, you have 2023. In fact, this is the way it comes now. I'm not only going to give you 20, if, if you take 1956, you are stuck with 1956. But 2023, I will upgrade it in 2024. I will upgrade it in 2025. It will be forever upgraded. That's New Testament. Pick your choose. Hello? Which one do you want? Do you want the spirit or you want the law? I can't hear you. You want the spirit. And why are you acting like this? Why are you not speaking by the spirit? Don't move too much. They won't know I'm talking about you. Verse 12. And we close right here. To whom he said... This is the rest. What is the rest? The previous verse. Stammering lips 
and another tongue. It's not just the rest, though. This is where the theme of today's service came from. This is the rest with which I love this. You will cause the weary, the anxious. Said, be anxious for nothing. Ah, okay, God, I want to be. Do you think I'm choosing anxiety, God? Eh? Do you think I'm choosing anxiety? <laughs> I'm not choosing it. Is now condition make crayfish bend. You, you need to be able to have those kind of conversations with God. <laughs> Hello, I, I mean I don't want to. I'm, I'm, I don't want to worry. I don't. God, do you think I'm choosing poverty? I'm not. Do you think I'm choosing a broken marriage? No, but God is now telling you, don't be anxious. But this is how you enter rest. Hallelujah. To cause the weary to rest. So the weary or the anxious does not have to be anxious anymore. He can live the life of be anxious for nothing. Hallelujah. Somebody say, that's my new lifestyle. Somebody prophesy, say, that's my next level living. Anxious for nothing. And I know what to do. Stammering lips and another tongue. And I will stammer those lips and utter those tongues until I enter rest. Not only is it, look at it, not only is it the rest, this is the refreshing. And a word of warning, just like Paul was warning us about them in Hebrews chapter 4, he said, they will not hear. They will not hear. Somebody say to Fiakpa, me I will hear and I will obey. Do that to Fiakpa, let heaven know that you know what you are saying to Fiakpa. Speaking by the Spirit brings rest and refreshing. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Let's close this morning. Enter rest. Somebody, enter rest. Enter rest. Enter rest. I, I know there are things that are tempting you to be anxious. But God says, be anxious for nothing. Be, don't let anything weary you down. Enter rest. Enter. Speak by the Spirit. Mutter by the Spirit. Enter rest. Enter rest. Enter rest. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. God, God told them, you are besieged all around. No food, no money. You don't. But by this time tomorrow. I'm bringing speed. <laughs> I'm going to cause you to accelerate. Enter rest. Enter rest. Enter rest. Enter rest. Enter rest. There remains a rest for God's people. And they enter it by faith. You know, we speak by faith. We don't know what we are saying, but we believe. We believe with our hearts. And we speak with our mouth. It's a faith thing. It's not a feelings thing. It's not a knowing thing. This is beyond our understanding. But there's that realm where we can operate beyond our understanding. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone. 234 810 0000640.